Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. The Emperor has been expecting you. Welcome to Hyperspace Hangout, a podcast by Star Wars fans for Star Wars fans. Hey there, Star Wars fans. Welcome back to Hyperspace Hangout. As, uh, correct me if I'm mistaken, but it sounds like we have a little bit, we have some new music here on the Outcast. It's like a dance party. Oh my God. It, it literally get hyped, buddy. The, I am like, bring the energy. Let's go to light speed. Let's hang out in hyperspace. It's where it's at. So I am super pumped. You're going to hear it in the intro and the outro. I might add some, um, you know, some, some dialogue from the film over top of it from time to time. I might change it up, you know, just, just throw some stuff in there. But I'm, it gets me hyped and I'm ready to go. I said it the other day on Twitter. Um, I was just like, sometimes you have to strike back. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and just like the Empire. Just like the Empire, and it is time. We got a little logo update there as well. Back in black. And because the book about the book of Boba Fett is coming, it's gonna be here in a couple weeks, and it's time, my friend. It's time to get ready. Yeah. Yeah, it's time to embrace our uh inner dark side a little bit, you know, or perhaps maybe uh you know, maybe Deal with <clears> maybe maybe middle of the road. And you know what? There was a Boba Fett trailer the other day. So yeah. I'll get yeah. I'll get that I'll get I'll get that pulled up here. I also have a question that we're gonna be diving into talking about Book of Boba Fett. So stay tuned for that. But hey, speaking of new things, as uh, you know, we're we're part of this <clears throat> great podcasting network here uh with uh fan sided, and uh there's a new podcast coming. 
okay? Check this out. It's called Blind Blindsided. Okay, you probably heard a little preview about it. It's got some big, got some big star guests coming to this, right? So yeah. the Players Tribune has launched its first ever mental health podcast, Blindsided. Hosts are former NHL goalie Corey Hirsch and psychiatrist Dr. Uh, Diane McIntosh. The show will share the moments from a variety of athletes when everything changed for them and mental health became their most important issue and focus of their lives. It allows listeners to have an understanding of the different types of mental health challenges that people face. Guests this season include uh, Kevin Love of Cleveland Cavaliers fame. You know, I loved it, man. That, yeah. two, what is it, 20, 2016 season? Oh, when yeah. We, when, yeah, when we, when we took the championship, just back there dropping threes. <laughs> you got Paul Bissonnette, who's a uh, hockey player. I'm not as familiar with him, but from what I can see, he was the biz nasty. Okay. That, that yeah. seems to be his nickname. <laughs> and former NFL Super Bowl champion and MVP, Kurt Warner, okay, who I'm very familiar with. I mean, that dude threw like 41 touchdowns, league MVP. He was a grocery, he was work, he was out of the league. He was in arena football. He bounced around. He goes to NFL Europe. He's literally bagging groceries. Okay. 1999. Trent Green gets injured. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Dick Vermeil, the head coach of the St. Louis Rams. Well, let's give let's go give Kurt Warner a shot. Kurt Warner comes in, takes the league over with Marshall Falk, Emmett Smith, or not Emmett Smith, Marshall Falk, Tory Holt, Isaac, Isaac Bruce. They go to the Super Bowl. They play the Titans. They win by one yard. It's great. Great. Yeah. And there's a movie coming out about him. Yeah, which is which is cool. So, I mean, again, that's your those are some pretty big, heavy hitting guests on a podcast blindsided where they talk about mental health. And I think it's really neat. You know, there's all different types of mental illness, mood disorders, anxiety disorders, personality, uh, eating, substance abuse, all of those things. And so it sounds like they're going to be talking about the various uh, types of mental health on that podcast with big time athletes, which I think is right. It's cool. Right. Because athletes also face a lot of, you know, pretty specific stuff. I mean, you look at CTE and what's going on there. Yeah. So anyway, so it says plan your work and work your plan for many athletes. Sayings such as these could be considered scripture, permanent um, signposts lining the long road to success in sports. For some, the very act of pursuing a career in sports can give a sense of control, a sense of safety so long as you stick to the plan. That is until life happens. Um, the kind of life that happens while you're making other plans, breakdowns, insecurity, panic attacks, PTSD, addiction, sudden life changes, ones that require an athlete to toss aside their well-laid plans and answer the question, what's your next play? Blindsided is a podcast about sports, mental health, and life. Hosted by former NHL goalie Corey Hirsch and psychiatrist Dr. Diane McIntosh. Um, the podcast will share and analyze the moments for a variety of athletes when everything changed for them and what happened when it did. The podcast lets listeners hear these athletes describe moments when mental health became the most important focus on their lives. Blindsided then dives in deeper. It gets clinical and it allows listeners to leave with an understanding of the different varieties of mental health challenges people face. Um, why they appear and how athletes in particular face them down blindsided is a sports podcast, not only for people who follow sports, but for those who don't. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty awesome. And also, Hey, I want to uh, leave folks with a quote here, just because no one else can heal or do the inner work for you. Doesn't mean you can should, or need to do it alone. So let blindsided podcast be uh, a part of your mental health journey. Go over there, give them a listen, give them a review and tell them that Matt and sent you. 
Okay, as got the Boba Fett teaser. You know, we keep getting these these little teaser trailers here. So this is a new one. It's called Ready. Um, figured that we will just sort of do a little uh, click through of it and uh, just see what we got. Jabba ruled with fear. I intend to rule with respect. In difficult times, fear is a sure bet. These are just the first wave. They're going to war. Then we will be ready. The Book of Boba Fett, original series streaming December. Uh, all right. We're going to war. Yeah. That's a little different than what we've what we've been saying so far. Right. Right. So, you know, I mean, before it's it's kind of like, hey, we're going to um what? I mean, join me kind of thing. Uh Jabba ruled with with fear. He tends to to rule with, you know, what? Something different? Res- I mean respect. Respect? Seriously? I mean, he's going to war now. What's, what's well, going it on, sounds probably? it sounds like the war is coming to him. It sounds like he gave him the option. I do like that we're getting a little more Fennec here. Um, you know, you're doing a click through here. There's not really a ton of new stuff, right? This guy's kind of new. Yeah, there's dropping a little bit more, um, just a bit more dialogue on us and stuff. Yeah, which is good. That's so same. Seems like I think every... it's just, just kind of cool. Yeah, a lot of it's the same. Um, it's just kind of cool that we're getting Finnick and they're showing like Finnick, like kind of speaking into Boba's ears, you know, a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool that we're, you know, okay, now we're, you know, they, they've obviously built up, Hey, this is Boba Fett. And this is going to be his sort of thing, but it's cool that we're getting Finnick here too. Cause it seems like they're really doing a great job of building her and uh, her own character, which is going to be awesome going forward as well. Cause she's freaking amazing. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think we kind of, maybe gloss over a little bit or something like that, because it's called the book of Boba Fett, what her role is going to be going forward. Cause I think it, it's going to be equally as big of a deal as, uh, as Boba's. Yeah, that's a good point. Fennec is, is really important um, to this story. Clearly like we're there. She's second in command or whatever. She owes some sort of uh, life debt, if you will, to Boba because he saved her life. Right. And, mm-hmm. and out there on, on Tatooine. Um, it also seemed like to uh, Mando kind of got roped into hunting her down. He was just trying to find another Mandalorian and she seemed to also be on the run. There was a bounty out for her as if maybe she was even changing some of not her ways, but I don't know that that was kind of, when you think back on the Mandalorian and who she is now, we, we all really like her, but at first she's this assassin and we're kind of like, Whoa, hold right. up. Be careful. Who is she? Good. Well, it's that other guy who, I always forget his name, but yeah, uh, uh, Callahan or whatever his name, uh, right? Who screw who who screws the whole thing up? Yeah, yeah. So just kind of cool to see her here with with Boba and um, the respect she has for him, and you know the fact that he he saved her and they're working together. Oh my God, that shot right there! Hold it right there. So uh, have you heard? You sent me the thing. Yes, yes I have. Like, what the heck? People were talking about this. There's a shot at 14 seconds. You can see Boba Fett, uh, his, his shadow. He's got the gaffy stick on his back. So this is probably um, before he it's gets the 14 armor. 14 seconds of the, of the trailer, yes. Yeah. And it's there's these two individuals that look like the Cammy uh, uh, like who was cut from A New Hope. Cammy mm-hmm. was one of Luke's friends. Ta- Tosh Station. Yeah, exactly. And and they there was a whole scene that was cut. And, and the I guess the... The actors that are playing these two are who are held hostage. 
by they the way, do sort they... of have a resemblance. Yeah, and are they not those two the, the aliens that are, that are that are holding them are, are they Nick Nikto? Nikto? I think so, yeah. The same individuals that were holding Grogu? Right? Um, um there was a lot of different people holding Grogu because we just we just rewatched that. Uh this shot here too. We didn't see this before. We knew there was there was some some stuff going up on this rooftop, but now we see Finnick looks like he's going to take on two of these guys at once. Yeah, and she probably can. Probably, no, probably sure no freaking can. problem. Yeah. So not doesn't not really a whole lot new in this. Just getting some Fennec stuff, um, but certainly cool nonetheless. So uh, okay, as well, I have a question for you today. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this previously, but I thought I would just kind of sort of we'll dive back into it. So in the Bad Batch season one, episode nine, Bounty Lost, we get the sort of full origin of Omega and the, why the Kaminoans are trying to capture her. Right. You know, Boba Fett is the first unaltered clone of Jango Fett. And before he was named by his father, he was simply known as Alpha. So we have Alpha and Omega, which is the second unaltered Django clone, right? It's the first and last letters of the Greek alphabet. Get that first and last Alpha Omega thing going on. So because Boba Fett, you know, has no age acceleration, inhibitor clips or anything else, he shares, this is like his real sister, if you want to go in, in that route. So the question is, are we going to see Omega in the book of Boba Fett, have her referenced in some sort of way, or could that potentially harm the bad batch? Cause technically right now she could still, she could theoretically die. Um, and if we were to see her then, then it puts us into, it puts us into that simple situation where I, I guess I've always preferred Star Wars rebels over clone wars. I think because in the, in rebels, when you're watching it for the first time, you're like, anything could happen. Yeah. Whereas when you watch Clone Wars, it's like no matter what, you know, Anakin, Obi-Wan are going to be safe. So right. you could you if you go down that route, if you show us Omega now, it could harm the guests a little bit. I don't think they really care, but just as sort of a viewer, I wouldn't appreciate as much because we were like, Omega might die. I don't know. Could happen. Right. So what do you think? Do you think we will see Omega in Book of Boba Fett? She'll be referenced to. I, I think I, I think actually, yeah, if you. I would first of all I would love to see her. I would love for them to drop something like that and be some huge thing like this is his sister. Boba Fett has a sister. And what would be interesting would be if he meets her and he doesn't know her. Well, then we know that they don't meet in Bad Batch season two. Um, if they do meet and he seemingly has met her before, well, then we can kind of infer that in season two, they they met at some point, right? Or they will meet in season two. So that would be something to kind of look forward to either way. Uh, you could just keep them totally separated until bad batch, or you can just go ahead and drop something here. And, and, but you do need some, some sort of, um, uh, got a kind of uh, dramatic or, or suspense building thing with the bad batch. And that still could be Hunter and all those guys and their fates. Right. But, uh, it would be cool. And it probably more likely that we just hear a reference and he mentions her in passing as being, his sister or there's someone code name Omega that wants to meet him at the end of this season, you know, that would be kind of cool, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you think about where we're going with hmm, where bad batch ends is Mount Tantus, right. And sort of cloning and 
we you know you begin you saw some scientists that share some of the same that same patch they sort of look like dr pershing who we see in mandalorian is you know is this going to be something that sort of gets all sort of connected um omega could even be the one that protected groku because she knew that they were trying to clone him and could have this sort of resentment uh against it right we've talked as well about seeing the transdotions and possibly hey are we going to run into sit again so yeah i i think i'm i think i I think i am on board that we are going to get some sort of reference or something with with omega yeah because why do why create the character why have omega you know be around or be involved i mean you're totally trying to it's it's pretty obvious that there's a connection between dr pershing uh, the the Cominian, the Cominian Labs, the cloning technology, Mount Tantus, all of it is is connected. Omega is is there with the Bad Batch, and we're we then tie it all into the Rise of Skywalker, where you're going to have some situation where Palpatine is cloned, and we are trying to use Grogu uh, as a sample or an individual that we can study and learn from. Yeah, it it all seems uh, connected, and it's intentional. Yeah, I think I think so. You know, is I think it's also interesting too. Like we're 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 gonna sh- we do the bad batch and we introduce this character who's Boba Fett's sister right before the next big Star Wars thing. I mean, obviously Visions was there in the middle, but um, you know, if you just look at the way they sort of build things up, right? It's okay. We're gonna do bad batch. Then we're in the comics. We're gonna do this big bounty hunter Crimson Rain story arc, and then the next big thing is Boba Fett before mandalorian season three yeah uh yeah it's it, they're all jumping points you know to, to bring in weave in some characters or just some connections to um the bad batch and then crimson dawn is totally like also i think setting setting us up for something the crimson rain series is is uh fascinating because it is all about the syndicates and that's exactly what we're seeing in these trailers is that boba is going around we didn't know before the trailers came out what it was that he was going for and he's going to try to unite the syndicates. Right now, Crimson Dawn's doing the opposite and pitting them at war in an attempt to defeat the Sith. So it's just stirring the pot, right? I mean, I, I kind of think Kira or a member or some sort of uh, reference to Crimson Dawn will happen and Omega, it's all got to be connected. That's what Star Wars is about, is, is the Easter eggs, finding the connections and, and making it all cohesive. And I feel like, Dave Filoni is going to do that and it's, it's going to matter. You know, when you read the Legends books, it was kind of cool. You could read one series without reading another, but if you read all of them, it really started to kind of build this world and those minor characters like uh, generals, admirals, captains, or whatever from the various fleets would show up in different novels and, uh, and authors would be pulling from a different series uh, and watching the timeline and keeping track of. There was some inconsistency, but for the most part, they they did a really good job of building the extended universe. So let's let's see it here. Let's let's really see them go for it. I think Dave Filoni uh, wants that, and I'm I'm all for it. It definitely seems like they're doing it with Omega. There's no reason to make Omega unless you're going to have Omega come across Boba Fett at some point. Alpha and Omega, yeah. as you say. As so, yeah, at some point, I think that's I think that's going to happen. I think we're gonna we're gonna get that sort of that cross between the two because it's brother and sister too, which is also another interesting dynamic. And what is, how is this potentially new Boba Fett that we're about to see going to interact with her? Yeah, right. Exactly. I I think the, the Boba Fett from before might've still uh, been a bit um, angsty or whatever and, and, and everything. 
there's also this bit that Django wanted Bulba, and I'm not so sure that Django wanted Omega. Omega seems to be have made in, in secret and kept away right. from him. Right. That's a whole other thing too. Is that like why? <clears throat> I don't know that Django would have disowned her or anything. I just think I I I think it's more like Django didn't know. Exactly. He didn't know. And that's that's what's going to be interesting is if he didn't know at some point it is a secret now. I think re- in season one of The Bad Batch, I don't think it's known. I don't believe that. I think Omega knows of him, but I don't think Boba Fett knows about Omega. So if we hear a reference uh, in the book of Boba Fett and he knows her, well, then we know that there is some sort of drop that happens in season two. If he doesn't, then that's still something that's going to be revealed. It's going to be a lot for him to handle way later in life i feel like you have to have that revelation early on near closer to the clone wars when he's got tons of other clones people that look just like him running around you know um so yeah man i mean it's a great it's a great question i think we will see some reference i don't know who do you get to play omega i mean what do you do she would be she'd be yeah she'd have to be well she'd be the same age as boba so yeah you know you're talking you know uh just to switch up gears here a little bit I kind of believe that Boba is going to have something to do with, uh, or he may not like what Moth Gideon and Pershing and those guys are doing in regards to cloning, even though I, I think maybe, I don't know how he feels about the whole thing, right? He's got all these air quote brothers who were out there fighting in the clone wars. His father was that genetic template and he's the unaltered version of that. It, the whole war was like he's connected to all of that in ways that we've never really seen him talk about or, or, or seen explored. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see that. Also, then the Mount Tantus stuff in Grogu. And I said this in that that trailer. So like, um, let me see here the the whole thing with with Grogu. It there is a like the it's called the Nikto Hideout on Arvala Seven. And if those were like we just saw in the trailer two people being held up. They could be scientists or something, or they could be, you know, uh, people he finds on Tatooine. Maybe they're moving, you know, uh, or, or they were involved in some other type of faction or cloning thing. I don't know how they're all involved or why one particular group would be in charge of hiding or, or taking, taking hold of Grogu. But I also think that Boba is going to be, if, if he catches wind of that type of technology or those things going on, he might want something... To, to do with it he might need to look into it he also might be doing what they uh like like in legends he starts to have some issue with his body he needs in legends help to kind of regenerate some of his cells and so he does seek out cloners and cloning technology so there might be a crisscross here in terms of what they're doing at mount tantis um maybe the, they come after boba fett maybe yeah i mean I if mean, they're after they're after omega because you know they need they need better dna Right, right. Mm-hmm. Then maybe that's, they go after maybe they go after Boba too. I mean, they would have they'd have ident- the same. That's almost a more pure. I mean, that's almost like closer to the original, right? To I mean, the source. Yeah. So, so for sure. I mean, I know he's out um, around the time of season two of Bad Batch, whenever that comes out. That will be he's out doing his thing, learning how to become a bounty hunter, all all, all of that. Uh, so maybe less, not as easy to acquire an Omega. Uh, they believe to be easier. Again, there's that whole, we have a lot of thoughts and theories on how they're going to bait her back to Mount Tantis and how she's going to try to do the right thing and go back and po- possibly get captured and stuff, which is, which right. is crazy. So that's, and, a, we'll fi- 
yeah. and we'll find out more. But I, I definitely think there's going to be some sort of Easter egg, some sort of there's going to be something that ties in Omega, whether she's alive or dead. I think we will get some kind of connection in the book of Boba Fett to Bad Batch. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. 100%. I, I, I totally agree. And uh, I, I hope that it's as big as the somebody just steps in that that's, they've held secret and it's freaking Omega. I would be blown away. They probably won't do that, but I would freaking love it. I'd lose my mind. So Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, hey, be sure to leave us a comment. Let us know what you guys think. What are you guys most excited for with Book of Boba Fett? Just drop us that comment. Send us an email at... Uh, Hyperspace Hangout at gmail.com. And as always, remember that traveling through hyperspace ain't like dusting crops. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.